0: Hi, this is Ariana Evans, and you are listening to I See You, Mama, a podcast where we talk mom to mom about what feeds our soul. We are growing souls without losing our own. And today my guest is Sarah Beth Klein, who I always call Sarah B. I think everybody does. Mm -hmm. Who knows you? Um, And we have uh, known each other, gosh, it's been more than 10 years because the babies. Yeah. Yeah. So I I think we met... At church, at City Church in Nashville, I think so. But I can't, it was can't probably remember.
1: solidified through Mom's Club.
0: Yeah, probably. I think that's right. Um, you brought meals over for me when I had my After oldest, Cora. Yeah. yeah, and she's ten, so yep. it's been that long.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Wow. Mm-hmm. And then we had uh, matching
1: Judas. Yep.
0: A month apart. That's right. Judah and Judah. <laughs> and I emailed her and I was like, "Can I, it, we had already kind of picked this name. Would you be <laughs> mad? <laughs> but it's so sweet there. You know, they call each other other Judah. You uh-huh. know, when they talk about each other. Yep. I don't know how your Judah. That's how my Judah talks your about. Ju- yeah.
1: <laughs> talks about your Judah.
0: <laughs> he says, you know, you know other the Judah. Other Judah. Yeah.
1: yeah. He does, I mean, my Judah doesn't call your Judah that, but he's like, you know the Judah who calls me other Judah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so they have their ways, and they ended up at the same school. Same grade, same school. Same grade, same school. Not the same class, you. Right,
1: yeah. They probably won't ever be in the same class. That I don't think so. Maybe.
0: Because that, that would be confusing. Judas. Well, there are other, like, Jennifers and other, like, there are other multiple names okay. in their class, I feel like.
1: Yeah, I guess probably.
0: Yeah. So uh, I wanted, so we've talked a little bit about your
1: family just in passing. So you have three. Yeah. Three. I have, my oldest is Annie and she's 12 in middle school, sixth grade. Terrifying. It is. And overwhelming and all the things really. Yeah. Uh, she's definitely angsty now, nowadays. Um, And then uh, Ella is in third grade. Um, She's nine. And um, at Dan Mills. Yeah. And then Judah is um, my baby at eight. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. They're only a year apart. (laughs) Yeah. 16 months. Oh, my gosh. That was a challenge. (laughs) That was a little bit of a surprise. Oh, yeah. Man.
0: I can't. Like I'm I'm really close with my siblings in age, but I don't I don't know how my mother is still sane.
1: Right. Like <laughs> I, I know other people who had more had it, you know, over and over again yeah. at that space and I guess it's what you know. Like you're
0: yeah. like I've done this before and I didn't die. Mhm. I could do it again. Mhm.
1: I think it becomes a different story when the oldest kid is like maybe over 8 or 9 and they can like really Yeah actually be like independent themselves and be counted upon to be helpful
0: yeah i didn't i didn't have that me neither
1: (laughs) so it's just a wild few years and everyone's still alive and that's right thriving for the most part
0: (laughs) i would hope that my people are yes Mm -hmm. i think so yeah (laughs) so three kids matching judas and the reason I wanted to bring Sarah B. on the podcast today is I want to specifically talk about Young Lives, which is not... I know a lot of people are familiar with Young Life, but this is Young Lives, which is a totally different thing.
1: Well, um, they're related. They're related,
0: but it's like a total, totally different outreach kind of thing. That's right. It's happening. Yes. Um, so I'm going to ask you just
1: to tell us like what Young Lives is. Okay. Um, so it is a subset. Of um, young life, and so we do some of the similar things. It's a ministry to high school kids um, and young lives um, is geared toward teen moms and um, so we um, we organize events and um, we kind of we go into schools and we find. Um, moms in high schools, and we befriend them. And um, we have parenting classes. And um, we just look for opportunities to support and um, connect them. Um, it's actually a, it's a population of, of um, people who are really underserved. There's not great resources just because they typically are under 18 and so a lot of a lot of the things that they need they have to get through their parents and yeah. um and often there there isn't like a great um, parental structure yeah in place so um anyway we do we do really fun things young life is a really it's about having fun and breaking down w- walls um, for high school kids kind of like meeting this social need and um, and then as that happens and as like community is formed and walls are broken down because of laughter and fun then we um, present the gospel of Jesus and yeah. um, and really that's the ultimate goal is to offer hope to high schoolers, in particularly um, to teen moms who are working really hard and often are lacking a lot of support. Yeah. Because even as like an
0: adult with kids, I like cling to my support structure of other moms. Yeah. And like, there's that it's, it's not as you know, totally, you kind of have to work for it and fight for it and like dig it up and join clubs and work hard. But I can't imagine like if you're also going to school, how hard it would be to find those connections that are really like life-giving, insanity-saving. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. And trying to be, I mean, honestly, they are first. I, I feel like when you're a mom in your 20s and 30s, when that's when you become a mom, you're a mom first sometimes. Yeah. Uh but when you become a mom when you're a teenager, you're still a teenager first. Yeah. And so then it's like this internal struggle of like I want to be this and also I want to be this. And yeah. how can I be both? And it is a it, it is for some girls a place where they are offered both.
0: Yeah. That's so cool. I love yeah. it. So how how did has Young Lives been around for like a long time, or um, I'm assuming it's not just a Nashville thing? No, no. it's
1: uh, it's international, just like Young Life. It's um, not in as many cities as um, uh, as Young Life is, but so Young Life was started in 1941, and then Young Lives started in the 80s because um, girls started bringing their babies to Young Life Club, which oh, is wow. um, club is we also call it a party with a purpose. Um, and it's like a, a t- it usually for in high schools, it happens once a week, um, for young lives, we do it once a month and it's like a couple of hours and there's skits and games and, um, a lot of hollering and jumping around. And then it's concluded <laughs> with, it's concluded with, a, um, a short talk about Jesus. So, um, anyway, girls started showing up with babies on their hips and, you know, wow. not only could they not fully participate because in club on their because they have baby but also, you know, other high schoolers. And so people saw a need and um and they um and so they've started Young Lives um around the eighties. And then in Nashville it was actually our good friend Meg Martin who um oh, yeah. with a group of um other women um, about five or six women, they saw a need for it, um, and it started right here in East Nashville um, at Stratford High School. There were a few moms, um, and and that's where it started, and now we've expanded into um, like 12 high schools in what? Nashville.
0: What? So cool. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of high schools. Mm-hmm. A lot it's of- a lot of and, mamas. And this is all like volunteer- Yes. Like, these are people who are like, yep, I'll do this. Because I remember I was a Young Life volunteer in college for high school, mm. and uh, I played a lot of guitar. <laughs> I played play. a lot of Eagles songs awesome. <laughs> in club. Yep. But yeah, a lot of, yeah. And it was all volunteer. Like, there were a couple people that was that was their job. Yep. They were placed there sort of like missionaries, I guess, they had to raise their own funding. Mm-hmm. But
1: everybody else was just, um,
0: really, just there because they wanted to be there.
1: That's right. So with young lives in nashville there are three of us on staff yeah and then we probably have 30 volunteer mentors um and that's what we call um leaders in young lives versus young life they call them leaders yeah and young lives it's mentors
0: mentors mm-hmm. and are all the volunteers moms no
1: they're not okay. we have um a fair number of college age kids and then there's a handful of women who kind of are in that next season where their kids have gone off to college and, right. yeah, they're older. And then we have probably a third who are moms. They have, yeah, kids in yeah. ranging ages. So,
0: yeah, that's so cool. I've, you know, and even like as mentors, you're, you know, maybe connecting these girls with an idea of like, I I remember as a teenager, there was sort of nothing beyond, like, where I was right then. Yeah. Like, I could not see down the road more than, like, a year. I was like, nah, I don't, uh, no, that doesn't apply to me. That will never happen to me. Such and a good like, point. <laughs> right? I was yes. so, just sort me of too. tunnel vision about, like, maybe the end of high school or maybe college, but, like, not at 14, not me at... Too. You know, I mean, I just was like, I'm going to live for right now and today and Mm -hmm. today feels so big and overwhelming and or so great. Like it was I just felt like I was never um, able to process that I had an entire life ahead of me and could maybe like set goals Mm -hmm. for down the road. I was just like, no, here and now with my little here and now blinders on. Yes. So I don't know if that's typical of all teenagers. (laughs) (laughs)
1: I mean, I do think that it is to some extent, some have, um, a little bit more perspective, but definitely, um, and sometimes in the community that we serve, which is low income and, um, most are, um, women of color, um, we have, uh, the largest portion are African American and then we have, um, Hispanic, several Hispanic friends, Um, but in those cultures, motherhood offers, um, they're more matriarchal Mm -hmm. and, and, um, and it does offer some like drive to, yeah. Toward your future, um, that I think high schoolers lack in general, but, um, especially I see in, um in high schoolers who are from low income families they just don't they've not been taught to look ahead at no. all like they've not been told you can do this and you can do that what do you want to do you know not they are options, not taught to dream right? and, and so motherhood does it's beautiful to watch how it does offer these young women um what's the word i'm looking for just, like, momentum or drive or something yeah. to push toward something better for yeah. themselves, really, for their children.
0: Yeah. So. I think it's so cool. The whole, I mean, the there is this innate, I feel like, thing in humans. They're like, I have to care for this. I mean, yeah. resentfully sometimes, but I have to care for this little <laughs> being. Like, I have this yeah. hormonal thing that kicks in, and I'm like, yeah. oh.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I have to take care of you. Yeah. 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 I would have been a terrible teen mom.
1: <laughs> I would have been the worst.
0: Yeah. Me I, too. <clears throat> if yeah. yeah. Selfish. Yeah. Selfish. I was, yeah. There, I was just talking about the, this when I, I was recording the last um, episode and then I ended up, cause she was an kind of an introverted person. I ended up just talking and talking and talking and talking and, I was like, I feel like I've kind of outgrown that, like just talking over people and filling spaces. And then I get nervous and I start doing it again. And it's Uh this selfish need to like, Mm ah, I have to fill this. And I was Mm -hmm. like, I I still do it.
1: (laughs) Still haven't (laughs) grown out of that one. No, I'm
0: still a human steamroller Mm -hmm. of a conversationalist. (laughs) But I just want to talk about me
1: (laughs) all the time. Uh, I think that's pretty common among human beings. Yeah. It is. Uh Uh-huh. So,
0: specifically, I want to know, like, how did this, how did you kind of find your way to to Young Lives? Because I think you said you started out, you started out as a volunteer. That's right. right. Mm -hmm. But how did that even, like, Meg Martin roped you in?
1: Well, I actually, I saw Meg and, um and a couple of my other good friends um starting it and it was right about the time I um had Judah I'm pretty sure I can't remember it might have been Ella because they were so close together but and I really wanted to be a part of it um at that point just like hearing about it was inspiring and exciting and but I didn't have the time and so it was actually right after Judah was born that I started taking him to club with me and just like checking things out and right. seeing how it was and then and then started in at Stratford um as a volunteer and just went to club uh went to club we went to we do a parenting class at Stratford every week um and so we go and bring lunch and sit down yeah. and visit with whoever wants to show up um who wh- whichever teen moms want to show up and um and that was probably eight years ago and then um I, th- I felt like it would be a great ministry because for me to be involved in because it was to moms and I was a young mom. Yeah. And I felt like, oh, our kids will get together and they can play and we can chat. And it didn't go down like that at all. <laughs> um, it because. Did it. <laughs> Ew, so. well, can't we
0: predict our ch- or
1: predict our children's actions? Yes. If only they would have just sat there and played nicely yeah. with. <laughs> anyway they need yeah it's hard when your kids need attention and you're trying to give attention to somebody else full attention so yeah um but things have changed as my kids have grown up and I've become more and more involved and yeah I used to mentor specific a specific girl whose child is now at a kindergartner at Rosebank elementary oh i can hardly believe it and um and it's been neat to live in the same neighborhood and to see her grow up also we yeah. started i started mentoring her when she was in eighth grade and um when she was like nine months pregnant um did you say wait she was in eighth grade she was in eighth grade and um, it was it was really and it was an awful situation there was uh, so much trauma involved and um, but she kept her son and um, and he's so sweet he's good friends with uh, Anders Johnson (laughs) they're in the same kindergarten class together oh yay it's It's so full circle yes it is and they and they came to church with, um, with me often and, um, she and her mom and anyway, I've grown, um, I've grown up in, um, in doing this and practicing mentoring. And then a couple years ago went on staff. Um, yeah. And my roles have changed a little bit, but yeah. Are you stable? Still able to like do club and mentor Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Good. Mm
0: -hmm. So I want to ask you, two questions. So what for you has been the hardest part of doing this work and what has been the best? And then we're gonna talk about ways that people can be involved. And then I know you have some fundraisers coming up and I want to be sure and talk about those things so people can be involved in those places. And if you're, they're local, they can come or if they're not local, they can participate in sort of their city or support Nashville. Um, Yeah. So let's talk about what has been, let's start with the, I don't know. Do you like good news first or bad news first? (laughs) Let's
1: get the bad out of the way. (laughs) (laughs) So what's Um, been the hardest? Probably the hardest is that there's no resolving poverty and um, broken families. Yeah. And that's heartbreaking. And it's just a constant... Um, sorrow that I have to bring back to Jesus over and over again because it's um, it's just ever present and you know you think things are going a certain way and then they stop going that way and um, I think it's easy to just get mad and um, blame politics blame the system which I mean it is right. <laughs> it is the system's fault. It is a broken right. system all the way around. So I'd say that's probably the hardest thing yeah. to deal with. Se- secondarily, the hardest is just dealing with my own um, issues, my own brokenness, my yeah. own desire to judge and fix and yeah. um, and get mad and be impatient. Yeah. So that's also hard to just like be faced with over and over again, and feel like I'm I'm growing and I'm changing, and that maybe I won't have all these thoughts and feelings and act this way toward this person when they aren't, you know. Yeah. With young lives, you show up at someone's door. You say you text them that morning, and you say, "Okay, I'm coming to get you at four o'clock," and then you text them again at three o'clock. Okay, I'll be there in an hour. Yeah. And then when you're leaving, you text again. I'm on okay, my be, way. Yes, I'm on my way. Um, and then you show up and they're not there. And yeah. it's like, well, that's a teenager for you. Right. But everything right. in me wants to say, I just had to, I've been working for the last hour to yeah. get out the door on time to get you. And yes, then you're not here. So anyway, that's yeah. a challenge. Um, the best part is um it's just sweet to be friends with people that are so different in age and stage um in background um it's a beautiful thing to know people um that are different and and to know their children and to feel like what how I'm loving you changes how you love your child and um yeah, I think that's that's a catchphrase for our ministry is changing lives, shaping generations, okay. or something like that. Um, and it is; it's like you're not just serving one person yeah. because they have their kids, and it keeps going. And you hope that that yeah, yeah,
0: that's really cool. That is. That's, there's a part of me that's like, I should join, and I but I'm such a like yes i want to be involved in all the things <laughs> i want to do all the things <laughs> i want to too. do that and this yeah. and um and but like there's such a powerful narrative of like there is like a, a new direction that that opens up for girls when they um are just sort of like receive the gift of like you know friendship and understanding and connection and belonging and like that is such a powerful Powerful thing. I was listening to a, a book about it's called The Gifts of Imperfection my, oh. by Brene Brown. Yes. So and good. she talks about like this drive that we have to connect and belong. Yes. And that we will use fitting in and oh, it was another one to try to meet that need, but it doesn't move, meet that need mm-hmm. until we really are like we belong. And then we feel yes. this deep sense of like love, being loved. And yes. I'm like, that That for me is, like, kind of what Young Lives and all these, like, other groups that I've been involved in, too, like, that deep sense of, like, oh, you people know me, mm-hmm. and I'm showing up, and I'm honest. And, like, I feel like with, with teen girls, like, they, I don't know, they almost, like, I've had the experience with younger girls, but they almost can't help but be totally honest. I'm like, that was kind of inappropriate. But <laughs> <clears throat> yes. I see you, and I, like, rather than shut it down, say, yeah. Uh-huh. I'm sure I was going through the same thing. At, yes. Like either as a teenager or as a first time mom or as a young mom, like to feel that connection. So it's such a powerful and beautiful thing, you know? Mm-hmm. I would yeah. I could get really excited about, <laughs> mm-hmm. about ways that people connect and and I love that. Yes. So you guys have a banquet coming up.
1: hmm so on May the second we um were having our fourth annual um anchor of hope is what we have named it. And it's like a fundraiser and also just kind of an opportunity to celebrate what the Lord has been doing the last year. Mm-hmm. Um it's always just like kind of a run through of how he's shown up over and over again in the last year. And um Ellie Holcomb's uh plays, um every year wow and this year we are actually this is this might be the fifth anyway this year we're going to be at the music um city hall of fame oh cool Con- no the country music, no not, country, not music. country music the rock and roll okay yeah it's right there on gay street okay so people can buy
0: tickets and go and hear ellie and
1: hear probably the best way to do it would be to email me okay is that okay yeah um, if you want to give out
0: your email to the entire world uh-huh. sure <laughs> you can totally do that okay.
1: um it's not actually something that you can show up and buy to get okay. because they're sold by row by rows oh, most like, of them are already sold
0: like when you buy a table and then you invite people yeah yes that's
1: that instead of there are hors d'oeuvres and and drinks before the concert starts but then it's kind of like a concert style fundraiser instead of like a dinner style um and you can buy a row um you can email me it's sarah beth's other
0: (laughs) i'm gonna write it down too okay
1: spell it for me s-a-r-a-b-e-t-h-s-o-t-h-e-r at this is Sarah Beth's other email. If this is my other, just <laughs> in case someone gets on here and sells it, then I can just not really worry about it because that's the one that I give to, you know, Pottery Barn. Right. <laughs> I have I have one of those uh-huh. too. Yeah, it's two. just like it's a bizarre necessary <laughs> because everyone's asking for it, and I don't want a zillion emails. Right. Exactly. Anyway, I do want anyone to email me who's interested in the banquet. Yeah. Um. It's a sweet night. So
0: good, yeah. good. So when people come, like you buy the row, and then people donate to the cost to so sort of.
1: Mm-hmm. So if someone comes, um, if someone's interested in buying a row, it's like five hundred dollars for okay. eight seats. Okay. And then you fill the eight seats. Um, whoever buys the row fill- can bring eight of their friends. Okay. And those friends, hopefully, they'll be offered the right. opportunity to give.
0: Um, okay more yeah super cool
1: yeah should be a sweet
0: night yes so banquet Mm -hmm. is coming up is there other ways like people could get involved or um support through donation young lives
1: yeah so i think that you're gonna put in notes um yes in the the show notes in the show notes, um, the website, our website, we, we have, um, just a Nashville-based Young Lives website that has, um, it has a link to donate, it also has a lot more information, it has some of the resources that we connect our friends with, um, um, there are several ways to serve in young lives sometimes mentoring is really it's the most costly and the most fruitful way to serve um isn't everything the most costly? Of yes, <laughs> that's right. Whatever <laughs> you, hurts the most. The the you most get, yes. Also, it also <laughs> whatever asks the most, I guess I shouldn't say hurts the most. Yeah. Whatever asks the most of you is going to give you yeah. the most. And that's just the way that it is. So mentoring usually require We, we ask mentors to serve three to five hours a week. Right. Um, and that just looks like going and picking up your friend after school and taking her to go to milkshake. Um, yeah. once a week, or, you know, or showing up for club. We we have to do all the transporting because none of our moms have cars. Right. And so we go pick up and drop off afterwards. So that's, that's mentoring in a nutshell. There's a lot more to it. Um, but then we also need childcare at every one of our events. And yeah. that's a volunteer thing. We, we have a sign up genius for all of our Events that say we need 20, volu- 20 child care volunteers for yeah. this, or we need food for this event. Uh, almost every one of our clubs we serve dinner yeah. to our moms and their babies, and that's a volunteer thing. Usually it's a small group or a church or something like that that provides yeah. a meal for like a hundred people.
0: You have a hundred girls come to club? We have, um, we have awesome. about 60,
1: and then we'll have, like, 30 um, mentors that oh, yeah, are yeah. driving them. Yeah. Um, and then if you have 60 moms, that means you have about 60 babies. Oof. Although, you know, probably a third of the moms are pregnant, but then several of our moms have two kids. Yeah. So, anyway, there's, there are a lot of ways to step in and serve with young lives. Some that are, like I said, more... Um, rigorous than yeah. others <laughs> uh-huh.
0: yeah, but that i I mean, I think as we are you know most of us are old enough to know that like showing up and volunteering for things isn't like, uh, ah, I'm here, it's like you're gonna you're gonna be giving something of yourself, and that's the the part that's really worth it is to be like, all right yes. i'm gonna it's it's gonna be a sacrifice, it's gonna take a little bit away from my own family,, yes. but it's gonna give back to somebody else in a way that like they don't have my kids have resources coming out of their ears right but maybe someone who doesn't have those resources so they get a little bit of my time and that's really a beautiful thing
1: oh man to sit down and to read a book with a child yeah that probably doesn't get that yeah it's a gift that you're giving yourself also just like watch a child be read to and yeah that's sweet
0: as opposed to my kids who are like super entitled like four books mom
1: yes here's my
0: stack i'm like you realize it's, i'm really tired oh, and we've read this book like 30 times right i hate I'm it over now. it i
1: hate this book yes yeah i
0: don't know if i read another book about star wars or dc comics i'm just um, gonna lose my mind dc comics yeah that's all they want to hear about marvel or dc comics like all the superheroes, i'm like I really ugh. I don't care. Oh man, so that's so cool! I love, and I love that you guys are involved, and I love that Meg, who, if you're listening in North Carolina, mm-hmm. maybe that's where my North Carolina downloads have been coming. Meg, are you listening? <laughs> you might be. <laughs> like I've had all these weird, like I don't know anybody in North Carolina. Oh, hey, that's cool. shout out! I love it. So, if you're listening, I mean, it was so fun that. So it's really a, like a neat thing when one person gets sort of a vision, I'm like all right, let's do this thing, and other people come along, and yes. I, it's I mean here we are, this many years later. later, ten years later, yeah, and like the families that have been impacted, and the children that have been impacted, and the teenagers who have been have felt loved and cared for, and maybe learned a little bit more about being a parent, and like that's a really cool thing that just like is you know spiraling out in this
1: it is beautiful you don't know Yeah, you don't know the effects of it and we talk a lot about how it's like planting seeds like often we don't see any change right now but in 20 years right what will their lives look like how will they be affected
0: yeah how will they maybe catch a different vision that it doesn't have to be like let me repeat this cycle of poverty and mm-hmm. um not finishing my education and et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. Mm-hmm. That like I feel like is a common theme amongst mm-hmm. people in poverty in Nashville specifically, perhaps mm-hmm. you know, I think that might be a a far farther reaching common thing, although I don't claim to know anything about that. Mm-hmm. Um in terms of the worldviews. But yeah. <laughs> but I think specifically in Nashville, like there there doesn't seem to be an opportunity to take a path out of that rut yes you know it's so, such a challenge yeah yeah and you know not all Not i don't know that everybody listening would profess to be a christian person but like you and i both know that there is also beauty in like the faith part and mm-hmm. offering that is like as something for the girls to sort of latch on to, like, this is a good thing for me, too. Um, yeah, so much grace and so much love, and so much you know, offered mm. rather than like, well, aren't you a piece of crap because you mm. got knocked up? Like, no, you yeah. are a beautiful, mm-hmm. um, child of the creator, and yes. you are loved. Yeah, like, to hear that instead of like, you are have no worth because you did X, Y, and Z. Yes. So an alternative, an alternative narrative. Right. Which is so good. Yeah. Then even the ones that I think we tend to tell ourselves like about, here's how I did wrong and I messed up and I am. Yes. You know, even when people are saying good things, I still often am the one who has like the worst Shaming attitude towards toward me. yourself. Yes, yes. Like, what is wrong with you? Get it together. Right. Things that I wouldn't say to a friend. I'd- Never. <laughs> right. Right, and I wouldn't say that to like friends of mine who have had babies but like if I I would have that narrative for myself like gosh what's wrong with you Mm -hmm. rather than like man everybody messes up everybody does things that maybe wasn't the original plan but we're still loved and there's still grace for that yes like there's so much grace for that
1: yeah and so much beauty in it yeah so much redemption to be found that's what I see all the time it's like this has happened and it's unfortunate and it changes things then it makes them a lot harder for you. Yeah. But, God, look at this yeah. little person and look at how it's look at what it's done to you and look at what how your character is being changed yeah. by having yeah. a child at a young age. Right. Things that I would not do.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. Things that maybe, I maybe, maybe you would have. have, it would have, I mean, but it would have, like having a child at a young age would have, would have changed the trajectory of my life. Absolutely. And maybe in ways I would have learned things in my twenties that I learned in my late thirties. Yes. That I was like, oh, uh-huh. less selfish. Maybe that is helpful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yep. so, so much goodness too. Yes. So I want to Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you
1: for having me, Ayanna. You're
0: welcome. I'm so glad you came over.
1: Me was, too. Yeah. It's lovely. Morning. It is. It is a the beautiful. spring air just blowing in on us. I know.
0: I'm sitting here, I'm like, I wonder if later they'll be like, I hear birds. Because <laughs> there are a ton <laughs> there of birds. Are? yeah. <laughs> like tweeting just outside my open windows. I was like, ah, I'd rather leave it open and hear birds than it's shut lovely. it and have a perfect recording environment. Mm-hmm. But thank you so much for coming on the podcast. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. I'm so glad. This has been another episode of I See You, Mama, the podcast. And um, wherever you are today, if you're out, you know, doing dishes or driving your car or um, taking a minute with your kids in tow, um, I pr- we didn't swear. So you could listen. <laughs> you could listen in safety. I didn't cuss this time, but, you know, me, <laughs> I love Jesus, but I cuss a little. Um, so I'm so glad you've been here and I'm so glad you're listening and feel free to drop me a line at I see podcast at gmail.com. Um, or you can go to the website, I see you Mama podcast, all that stuff is on there. You can also comment and leave, um, feedback on Facebook. You can, um, uh, drop me a line. You can, uh, share the post. You can do whatever you like. Um, the interaction is the fun part for me. So, uh, check it out and thanks again for coming. So, grace mamas I see you out there and I know that you're in it and it's hard but it's still so good so all right I'll see you next week bye